After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made a mistake, help me. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So, welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello, and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann, and I am here with Larry Helwig this morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. <laughs> it's early. I think the sun might be up, but I, I think it's early. His giant coffee is only about like a third of the way down, so yeah. he, he's struggling a little bit. I'm going to work on it quickly. <laughs> I'm going to shoot coffee. I think that's it. If I just shoot the coffee down, pretend it's a shot, just take the whole thing, I'll be good to go. Next time we come in, that's what I'm going to do. I'll bring your coffee. I'll bring a line of shot glasses and just fill them up for you, and you can just keep doing them as shots as we go down. <laughs> Yay, finally. Perfect. I might have to sneak a little bit of uh, Bailey's or Kahlua in one just to throw you off a little bit. So, <laughs> Better yet. I'm for it. Let's do it. All right. Well, today we are talking about PRF, yes? We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Under the heading, what would Larry do, and we're going to come back to this later as far as a lot of things that are concerned, but we do a lot of PRF at our office, and a lot of people don't know what it is, and Mm -hmm. uh, so Dr. Ann does a ton of it, and she is going to enlighten all of us about all the benefits of what it is, how it compares to other things, and stuff like that. So let's just go PRF right off the top. And what, what, what is it? All right. Well, PRF, what the initials stand for is platelet-rich fibrin. So the definition of that is really a complex of fibrin matrix containing platelets, leukocytes, and mesenchymal stem cells. So basically, it's we're drawing the blood, we're spinning it down, we're getting rid of the red blood cells, and we're concentrating all the white blood cells in platelets. And then we are using this as a therapy to help improve skin and fight aging. So we're either injecting it in or microneedling it in. Okay, so it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're taking someone and basically we're taking their blood and we spin it down to get the best that they their body has to offer. Yes. That you can give back to them. Yes. Yes? Okay. Yep. All right. So now I think we're all on the same page with that. But PRF, uh, mm, I think more people know about PRP. So what is PRP? Yes. So really what it comes down to is what is the difference from PRP to PRF? So PRP, those initials stand for platelet-rich plasma versus the PRF is platelet-rich fibrin. So first, one of the biggest differences is is that there's an anticoagulant, and additive added to the PRP, and that's what strips out that fibrin matrix. They're doing that to reduce the clotting time. So that's one of the biggest things. The other thing is there is a short centrifuge speed and a low spin speed, and that helps to change where all these platelets and cells are in the PRF versus the PRP. 
So really, PRP, it has in the tube, has a separating gel, has an additive and an anticoagulant, and it spins at a really high speed. So all the platelets and cells we're looking for are slammed to the bottom of the liquid right against that separator gel. So if you look at most of the literature on PRP, the top two-thirds of the liquid that's in there, that's that golden liquid, is actually what we call PPP, or platelet-poor plasma. So if you have a PRP machine, most of you know you have to spin it. Once you pull it out, you have to draw off a certain amount of cc's, which is usually that top two-thirds. Then that bottom one-third is where the platelets are concentrated. So then you're drawing that out. So really with PRP, you are getting more fluid, but you're actually getting a lower concentration of platelets. Typical PRP machines will produce up to four to eight times the concentration of platelets after you draw off the PPP. So if you are not drawing off that platelet-poor plasma, you are actually diluting it even more, which is the opposite of what we are trying to do with PRP and PRF. PRF actually has up to 10 times the concentration of platelets, and it's homogenous throughout the solution at the top because that low speed does not slam all the cells down to the bottom. It leaves them floating at the top. So all you have to do is draw off the top layer of that little bit of fluid. And so typically in a vial, a PRP may produce 8 to 10 cc's, you know, a lot of that being PPP. When I'm doing my PRF, I have two spin speeds, and so I'm usually getting anywhere from one and a half to three and a half cc's, but it's got 10 times the concentration of platelets. So I have a lower volume and a higher concentration. So I'm really, you know, sending a lot of platelets to a certain area to get what I'm looking for. So it's, it seems like the, the key difference between the two, so for patients out there, Oh, you know, and you want to ask for something, and we'll talk about all the uses for this. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm thinking, well, I still don't quite get it. But the, the difference is really fibrin, yes? The fibrin matrix, yep. And one of the things with the fibrin matrix is it allows the growth factors that are in there to stay alive and active for 7 to 12 days instead of dying off in 30 minutes to 3 hours. So for a patient getting this... Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm getting it for my face, I'm getting it with a filler, I'm getting it around my eyes, I'm getting that to have something working for days as opposed to, at the most, maybe a few hours, a tremendous difference, yes? Oh, yeah. Whenever I teach a PRF to my clients, this is the analogy I always give them. So if I take a fish from an ocean and I throw it in a fish tank with its water, it'll survive for a certain amount of days, but if you don't feed it, it eventually dies off. Right. That's kind of like our PRF alive for seven to 12 days. If you take that same fish out of the ocean and slap it on the countertop, it's going to be alive for a few minutes to a few hours and it's dead because there's no water. It's not getting oxygen. That's like our PRP. So if you want these cells to stay alive and producing growth factors, you want them there producing for seven to 12 days. You're going to get, you know, increased vascularity to the tissue in a positive way, meaning tissue stays alive. It's healthier. You're going to get better collagen production It's also why typically, and we'll talk about this later on, in one of the areas I treat commonly with tear troughs, I seem to even get an improved volume with the area because of all the collagen that we're stimulating there. So if you're going to go through the process of getting it injected, you want to get the most that you can for the money that you're spending. Right. 
So we, we've, we've talked about this in other um, podcasts, but if you get increased vascularity, that's a win-win, yes? Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime you increase blood flow to anything, and we've, yep. we've talked about this before, things get better. Yes. You know, you get an improvement because the increased blood flow brings oxygen and nutrients to the area and takes waste out of the area. So anytime you get increased blood flow, and if, if you take the example of erectile dysfunction, it's decreased blood flow. <laughs> I don't know how I went there. It just, <laughs> I just did. Uh, Which is also why PRF is injected in areas like that as well. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I may be volunteering. Mm-hmm. So so it's all good. So the the whole idea of increasing vascular to an area and having that improved blood flow, that's a big deal. You also mentioned increased collagen. Mm -hmm. We have talked about that a gazillion times in the podcast. You know, whoever has the most collagen wins. Yes. So, you know, it, whether it's your face or your, your stomach, your thighs, your butt, whatever. I mean, we lose collagen with age. Mm-hmm. And so here you've got, and, and we know that a lot of our technology enhances that and increases that. Here you have an injectable technology that does a very similar thing. So when you're trying to enhance the collagen you have in your face or wherever, this is a, another option to it as opposed to certain other treatments. It doesn't eliminate the need for other things, but it can enhance anything else that's going on quite dramatically. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And the way I look at it with some people is that with the PRF versus the PRP, again, with PRF, there is nothing in the tube. There's no additives. There's no anticoagulant. So number one, it doesn't burn when you inject it like PRP does because there's no um, anticoagulant in it. But number two, for your patients that are the most concerned about any additives, any chemicals ever going on their skin, any kind of interaction with any electromagnetic waves or anything like that, this is the most natural treatment that you can do. There is nothing being injected back into them except for their own body. And so some patients, and I've been to offices, where patients won't do anything else but the PRF because they won't allow anything that's foreign to go in their body. So it allows you to target patients who you thought you would never have before. Now, on top of that, the pain factor, if uh, I've, I've tortured Larry many ways in my time, and he has definitely had a... I'm here to attest to that. <laughs> I mean, I have been abused, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to know, <laughs> just about my whole body has been total abuse. Uh, Do you uh, remember the first time I injected your head for hair loss with a oh, PRP? Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> you know, it's like the crown of thorns, you know, just over and over and over again. And just oh. your head. I, it's like, please, Lord, give me a break. Somebody help me. And um, oh. I, I did survive. I am a survivor. You know, and I lived through it to tell the tale, but it was unbelievably ugly. <laughs> did you have anything else you want to bring back? You know, memories? <laughs> did, any other way you want to torture me today? It's like, whoa. Uh, no, but I want to bring up that point because, oh, he's right. It was it was pretty rough. I laugh about it now. I mean, he, he was pretty mad at me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, but how about the last time I did it to you? Wait, wait, wait. let's go back a little more. 
So <laughs> the instruction was, I'm going to just do a few little injections here in your head, you know, in your scalp, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, no big deal. Well, there was 150 <laughs> freaking injections. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's like you're hitting the bone and stuff, and it's like... Oh, stop. It, oh, God. You hey, know. there was a lot of area I needed to cover. <laughs> I've, I've had, uh, you know, it's psychological trauma. <laughs> I have been, you know, under care by, you know, psychiatrists and what have you ever since, you know, just <laughs> trying to get through that, that whole experience, and she rudely brings it up again. <laughs> I was bringing it up to compare it because just a couple of months ago I injected your head. What was that one like? That was a different experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've learned along the way. Let's not totally abuse people that mm -hmm. way. Yeah, I was the victim. Um, but yeah, no, now it's really quite nice. A couple little nerve blocks and we'll get into why we do all this. Little Pronox, you know, and we've mentioned Pronox before. Um, it doesn't completely eliminate the pain. It just makes it so you don't give a damn. Yeah. And boy, does that go a long way. So that helps. And uh, yeah, so it was very nice treatment, very easy, uh, very tolerable. He wasn't and swearing at me. Yeah, not, none <laughs> of that going on. So big difference in how it's done, how you do it, mm -hmm. all that whole routine. And uh, so we, we teach people how to do this and how to do it so that, you know, it, it's not horrible. And we were doing it for hair, yes. which we, you know, do a lot of. We do hair grafting, and we're going to have a, uh, a session, a podcast on hair grafting coming up. But, you know, this is like the ultimate fertilizer, you know, mm -hmm. for your hair. I mean, yes. you can get so much more hair, and you can regrow, and you can have healthier hair by doing this procedure in well, what's about a half hour isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. It's so quick. it's not it's not like you're there all day mm -hmm. and it certainly isn't the torture and abuse that i went through so <laughs> it's quite different now so so i would say you know i'd highly recommend it at this point yeah it's definitely a lot easier now than it was then i treated my dad like that too yeah. and my dad's pretty tough and he got done and the first thing he said to me he's like your brothers would never be able to handle this <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is torture so that'll bring me to a couple things that i want to discuss with prf first i want to reiterate the two main reasons that PRF is better than PRP is because it has a higher cell count. So these white blood cells that are in there are what play a critical role in release of the growth factors. So a higher cell count and the growth factors stay active and alive for longer. So, so you're getting more cells and they're alive for longer. Can you go over growth factors a little bit for everyone? I mean, when, when we, because we talk about that, that's a yeah. everyday language for us, having more growth factors and things yeah. like that. Well, what, let everybody know. Yeah, so growth factors play a role in wound healing. And so they're the substances that stimulate cell differentiation, growth, and proliferation. So what are we trying to do? We are trying to grow more collagen. And if you have a wound and you get cut with a knife, the fibroblasts are going to show up there, and that's what's going to help deposit collagen. And these growth factors are the substances that are signaling for all of that to happen. So again, if there's no actual slice open of the skin, but yet you're still concentrating platelets there, like it would have been if it was cut open, you're getting the production of all this new collagen that's just going to tighten and improve the skin 
versus leaving behind a mark like if a knife had cut it. Right. So we've had discussions about collagen. It was just mentioned again. And remember, a one millimeter bundle of collagen, tiny, right? One millimeter. Um, It looks like a little, you know, bead of rice or something, very small. That can hold up to 22 to 88 pounds. So you look at strength. I mean, if you have all these collagen bundles in your in your tissue, and each one has the ability, from a strength standpoint, to hold 22 to 88 pounds, that's significant. And so, again, this is just another call to action. You know, you get, let's get these the collagen going, get the fibroblast going, get everything going. We increase the blood flow. We increase vascularization. Mm-hmm. We increase collagen. It's a win-win situation all the way around. Yep. Right. So now there's a couple of things I do want to address with PRF that make it also a tiny bit different that some people look as a negative, but it's really not once you get going. So one is it does have a few more erythrocytes or red blood cells in it than PRP does. So I always say PRP is kind of like our golden yellow or Chardonnay versus PRF looks more like a rosé. So it does have a few more. It really only has about 1% to 2% more erythrocytes than a PRP does. Um, But sometimes if people draw it up wrong, you can get way more than that. So since there is no separator gel in it, when you go down to draw it in, you have to make sure your needle or cannula that you're drawing it with does not penetrate into the red blood cell layer. It's very easy to do, though. So once we show you how to do it, it it's, it's very simple. But that's a one important point that I would like to bring up. If you draw it up wrong and you get a lot of red blood cells into it, moving more to like a Cabernet in uh, color, you are going to leave hemosiderin staining behind. But with the typical rosé color, you will not. So the key is you have to draw it up right. And again, this is not rocket science. I show you how to draw it up once. It's easy. But people who try to go and just mess around with it and they don't really realize like you have to stop at this certain layer, you could create that hemosiderin staining. But again, very simple to do. Now, uh, uh, For those who don't know hemosiderin staining. Um, it's darkness it, left behind when there is a lot of red blood cells. So it's when the iron has leaked out and stained the skin. So that's the hemosiderin. So like when you get a really bad bruise and it leaves a dark mark behind. Right. And did you all notice the analogy to wine? <laughs> I mean, how can, how can you miss it? I mean, wine. Okay. Anyway. It's, a, it's a part of my daily life. I mean, what else am I going <laughs> to compare it to? <laughs> Not really a big lipstick person. So, you know, figured whether you're a man or a woman, you can get the wine analogy. Right. Good job. <laughs> all right. The second one. And this is the one that there's something actually changing for it. So I brought up initially, there is no anticoagulant in it. So therefore, it does not burn when you inject it. However, from the time you draw it, you have only about 20 minutes to inject it before it begins to coagulate and turn into a gel or what I like to call the snot glob. So you have to inject quickly. And this is completely backwards. So when I was doing PRP, the first thing I did is I would draw their blood get it spinning in the corner, and then I would start doing everything else in the background. With PRF, you just switch it. You prepare everything in the background. The patient is prepped. The areas are marked. All your stuff is set out on your tray. The very last thing you do is draw their blood. It will spin for five minutes, and it gives you about 15 minutes to inject it. If you're injecting a single area like tear troughs, 
it is very fast. You will be done with plenty of time. It takes new offices to get comfortable injecting two or three areas at once before they, you know, don't beat the clock and it's turning into a snot glob. However, there is something new coming out to combat this. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I actually just ordered it and it arrived at my office yesterday. So I do use a system called Easy PRF, and they have developed what they call Easy Cool, which it is keeping once you draw the PRF tubes, you put them in this and it keeps them at a lower temperature to slow that enzymatic process so it does not turn into a snot glob as fast. So you can get almost up to an hour now instead of your 20 minutes if you're keeping the tubes at that proper temperature. For those of you who didn't know, snot glob is a medical term, <laughs> right? I was going to look it up, just kind of find <laughs> snot glob under medical terminology, uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> that is what it looks like. <laughs> I, it is it, it is this big old chunky thing that you can't really inject through a needle or anything. Now there's ways to mix it with saline and soften it up and do all this. But they have found that if you keep it at a certain temperature, this lower temperature, it slows that process. So it will not change into that gel as fast. So basically now by cooling it, you have plenty of time. Yes. You can do multiple areas. Uh, it's not like, okay, I got to get this. I got to rush. I got to, you know, stab the head 150 times <laughs> quickly. You know, I can take my time. So we, we, they made it better. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so we're continuing to improve on things. And that's, <clears throat> you know, I, I was, again, using PRP in the past. And we did use it a lot for hair. I have to admit, I was not injecting it that often. Anytime I was doing people's under eyes, it would burn like hell. I didn't find them wanting to come back and do this. And we've talked about this over and over again. If, if procedures are really painful and patients don't love it that much, they're never going to do it again. Right. My PRF underneath the eyes, number one, I use a cannula. So it's very easy. There's, no, there's only one little poke for the needle at the entry. Number two, it does not burn at all when it goes in. It feels like pressure. So it doesn't feel like anything going in. And number three, the results are so much better. I do a ton of PRF in the tear troughs. So I used to do a lot of filler, even if it was micro dots of filler. But since we switched to PRF, I want to say about four years ago, I would say 70 to 80% of my tear troughs have turned into PRF instead of filler. Right. And it cannot backfire on you as long as you don't drop those red blood cells. You will never end up with puffy under eyes. You are actually going to treat dark circles. You can fill in some of that volume loss. And the patient's never going to look bad afterwards or have the filler shift or move or you're worried that it's in the wrong plane. I mean, it's almost dummy proof. So anytime I'm training my new offices on filler, I never train new people to inject filler in the tear trough. I feel like it's a complex area. So I always tell them, stick with your cheeks, your nasolabial folds, your lips, your marionette lines, and get PRF and start treating tear troughs right away. Because that way you don't have to turn your patients away and say, no, I don't do filler there. You can do something that you will not mess up on. Right. So I think the, the whole idea of this is, um, backing up just a little, we have so many offices at our clinic every month, and we do a lot of training. But yet when you talk to them, they're all still doing PRP. Mm -hmm. You know, we've moved on to PRF four years ago. Yeah. So getting people on board with a better technology, uh, it's easier, it lasts longer, it's going to do a much better job. So if you're one of the offices out there still doing PRP, you really need to consider PRF. 
And if you're a patient that's getting PRP, mm-hmm. you know, start looking around for PRF because anything that lasts and works for seven to ten days versus a you know minutes to maybe a couple hours, that's a big difference. That's why the dental world has completely switched, like ten years ago. So we're yep. kind of behind the times. We're behind. But you know, um, it's funny too because originally, the reps you know, when they come into our office are always hoping they get Larry versus me because I'm a little bit harder on them when they're trying to sell me equipment. And I'm like, no, we already have that. I don't want it. And uh, just just think about her stabbing my head. <laughs> then you'll get the idea of why they don't want to meet with her. You know, she's got this look in her eye. She's got this needle and syringe in her hand and she's just working me over. So just, you know, now you understand what these poor reps go through. <laughs> Uh, but when it came to the PRF, what my rep did, because I was working with him on a lot of other stuff, I already had two PRP machines. I had two different PRP machines. I was like, I do not need your PRF machine. He's like, I'm going to leave it here for a month, and I'm going to give you a certain amount of kits, try them out, and let me know what you think. And by the end of the month, I was like, dang it, Larry, we, we, we have to do this now. <laughs> Just the difference of injecting the patients, even without seeing their final result, how comfortable they were, how much they liked it, how easy it was to do. I was like, okay, all right, you have me on it. We need to do it. I have never looked back, and I use it a hundred times more than I was ever using my PRP. Sometimes it's really difficult to get people to do the right thing. (laughs) If you remember the discussion we had once before, you know, this poor sales guy comes into our office, you know, to sell us two or three devices, you know, that we have now and love and use every day and patients love it, you know, and the poor guy was here to do that. And, you know, Ann is trying to run him out of the office. (laughs) I did run him out of the office. He had to come back two weeks later and get you. He's got, you know, all these before and after photos and stuff that are amazing. And, you know, what he's talking about, we weren't doing. So anyway, quite a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you catch me in a busy moment, you know, I'm kind of focused. But yeah, it was pretty funny. However, long story short, I definitely switched to it. And I get the same response from offices sometimes when I'm there. And I always just tell them, well, try it out. Have them demo a few for you and you will see the same changes that I do. But one of the areas we want to get to, Larry, that we haven't really dived into yet is we've been talking about it here or there, but what are some of the things that we use PRF for regularly in our office? And we get asked this a lot and under what would Larry do? You know, they're they're trying to get into the hair business, mm-hmm. you know, treating the scalp and what have you. And so we immediately go there and just whether you do hair grafting or not. You know, I think hair grafting is the pinnacle, you know, for for really changing uh, someone's uh, appearance. Um, but for those, you know, maybe not needing it or not there yet or, you know, psychologically not ready or physically not ready, wow, you know, this is a great place to start is using it on, on the head because you look at the, uh, you know, 50% of all men, you know, and statistically, more and more women are affected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they don't know what to do. You know, they're looking at wigs, they're looking at this and that, and all these different things. And it's a challenge. And, you know, emotionally, psychologically, it's a challenge. And we just uh, did a video with one of our patients yesterday that will, 
um, go out, it should be going out in the very near future, on the hair grafting that she had and how it's really changed her life. But, but this is like, you know, maybe a get started program, mm-hmm. uh, fertilization. Uh, let's see if we can't help you bring it along. And so just, you know, there's, we, there's a whole list of areas that we'll, we'll go through. But, I mean, that's one area that I think can help so many uh, patients, you know, why not do it? It's yeah. really a benefit and questions or anything about how to do it and all that, we can help you with that. You could maybe observe a treatment or two or something, and we're happy to get people involved in it because it is, it is, so, um, it is so good for the patient. Yeah, and for men and women who aren't quite at the level that they need hair grafting, have had thinning hair, they've gotten their hormones and nutrients tested and had that all balanced, once you get the hormones and nutrients back in place, sometimes all you need are some PRF injections in the hair to bring it back now that you've stopped whatever caused you to lose it. Because some women aren't quite at the level where they need hair grafting, and this can be very effective on its own. Yep. And so it's great. Another thing, like I'm doing consults all the time, and one of the things is, you know, I'm not happy with my eyes. They have dark circles, Mm -hmm. you know, this raccoon look, you know. it's, It's like it drives them crazy. Is there anything I can do about it? And I know we treat that all the time. And Anne, how do you go about that? Oh, I love it. For dark circles under the eyes, that's actually one of my favorite treatments that I've done to myself. So I've had pretty good skin for a while because I work on it. I take care of it. Um, Before COVID hit, because now, you know, COVID made me lazy. I don't even wear face makeup. The only reason why I would wear face makeup is because I had dark circles. So I put cover up on my dark circles and then some powder to make the rest of it blend in. Well, once we finally did a series of the three PRFs, I don't even have dark circles anymore. So I, you know, COVID actually broke me of needing to even wear makeup because I didn't even have dark circles and I was still wearing it. So now I do my eyeshadow, my mascara, that's it. It completely changed that for me. And so I find a lot of patients coming in where they have a very minor volume loss in the tear trough, but the dark circle is actually the primary thing. And they're thinking that they need filler and they don't. You do a couple sessions of PRF, And not only does it help fill in that minor volume loss, but the darkness is gone and it is a game changer for them on what their face looks like. You just don't look tired and run down anymore where you wake up in the morning and people are like, oh, are you feeling all right today? (laughs) So so that's exactly it. I mean, when when people are seeing themselves in the mirror or someone comments, you know, it's like, whoa, it's time. And so if you're seeing dark circles, if other people are seeing dark circles, you're fighting that all the time, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an easy fix for a problem that is very noticeable. Yes. So why not do it? Yeah. Why not do it? Very simple, very minimal downtime. The other thing I like to use it for is just depending on what the patient needs. But anytime there's fine lines, there's wrinkles, there's acne scarring, this can be injected directly into those areas to complement other treatments. I'll actually use it along with my PDO threads where I will use my little smoother twist PDO threads, put them right in an area that's acne scarring, fine lines, wrinkles. Then you can attach the syringe of PRF and inject it on the way out. So now you have two treatments going on at one time. And what do we always say about that in the aesthetic world, Larry? Yeah, when you double up, it's, it's two, two's better than one, you know, three, all that. And so the whole thing is stack your technologies, get the results. 
So doing more is a really big deal, and I, yeah, do it. And so for offices who don't have access to the technology like we do, this is an easy addition to it. And then you can also mix it with dermal filler and PLLA when you're injecting it to get an enhancement. So an enhancement in the fine line and texture, maybe where you want some filler left behind for volume and some just improvement of the skin. So there's all kinds of uses for the PRF as add-on to all kinds of treatments. And there are so many other uses for this that it's, the list is just about endless, but many of you have heard about the O-Shot and the P-Shot. Which Larry just volunteered this morning to have it done, didn't you? <laughs> uh, in a strange way, I think I did, but it was awful <laughs> early, so I, I, I may have time to back out. But, mm-hmm. but um, O-Shot, P-Shot have been around for a long time. Yep. Very popular, absolutely works. People are static over the outcomes, and uh, it's something, you know, we have, and we've talked about it in other podcasts, we do vaginal, uh, we do training on vaginal enhancement, and we do the vaginal canal, we do the labia, we have technology to treat all of that, and so this is not really a new area for us. However, adding this to what we do seems like the very next step. Why not? And so uh, in the very near future, we will be adding this to all of our other services when it comes to sexual enhancement. So, Well, and you brought up the point before about increasing blood flow, right? So what's our, yes. our number one drug in America for? Increasing blood flow to the... Yeah, to that male organ. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, more blood flow. What so do you think? The, so that's what it's trying to do. So the O-shot, the P-shot... Um, when they're adding it to fat transfer, same thing, you need the increased blood flow so that the fat survives. And with hair grafting, you need increased blood flow so that those new hair grafted follicles will actually take and survive. And that's, again, one of the differences between PRP and PRF. So it was in the Journal of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery out of China when they did a study with fat grafting comparing PRP to PRF in the end, it showed that there was an increased blood flow and neovascularization with the PRF when there was not with the PRP. So again, if there's no blood flow to the area, you're not going to get the same results as if you are increasing it. So is there a major cost difference between PRP and PRF? Well, I mean, that could be said in multiple ways. There's definitely some PRP kits that were very similar in price to what our PRF kit, our PRF kit is very inexpensive. And then there's been other PRP kits, remember when we first started, that were very expensive to be able to do. So there's, the PRF is very inexpensive. That's one of the things that makes it easy. And that's what I tell some of my offices who are starting out. If you don't have a lot of revenue, then this is something easy you can start with because it's not expensive for you to do. And it's also affordable to the patients. Right. So, so if you, you, you have a new practice, you're looking at different technologies and things, and people get into injectables mm-hmm. because it's less costly than going out and buying a laser or yeah. you know body contouring technology. So you know, you're going to get some things like that. Well, this is ideal. Getting into threads, that's ideal. You know, you're, you're going to buy some consumables, but again, your, your cost to get into it and get started is substantially less. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a way to, you know, kick off your practice. Yep. And you can use, you know, we just named a few, but 
everyone has acne scars that yeah. have had acne. It's just, you know, t- at least 25% of them are going to have acne scars. Well, while you're treating the acne scars with any other technology you have, you can certainly treat with uh, uh, PRF as well. Yep, and so, it can be microneedled in as well as injected. So you have a microneedling system, which is, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, not, you know, 150 so it it's a less costly way to get started with it and still enhance the results that you can get. Why not do that for your patient? Yep, because you're fertilizing the skin if you put the PRF on top of it after you've microneedled those holes into the skin. Yep. So anyway, you know, we wanted to really wake everyone up uh, regarding all the benefits of PRF. They are numerous uh listen to the podcast a couple times um Mm -hmm. because the more you think about this and think through it you can probably be using this in your practice every day and making it very worthwhile for your patients absolutely it's liquid gold and it's easy to access well i think that about wraps us up for today any last words of advice for our patients no, I'm so traumatized from the head. <laughs> you know, you had to bring that up. It's sticking with me now. All day long, I'm going to be thinking about needles being jabbed into my head with no thought or care about my pain, <laughs> about the sensitivity that I have, you know, all of that. So I, you know, I'm, jeez, I'm, I'm, I've had it. I don't think I have, I, you know, just be careful. My words of wisdom would be, um, know who's going to do your head, you know, look them in the eyes and find out, you know, what, where are they coming from? Did they have a good night? Are they having a good day, a bad day? You know, pay attention to the details, ask a lot of questions and, you know, you may want to ask, is this going to hurt? Frickin' killed me. So just, you know, I think if you do things like that, it will come out real well for you. So that's, <laughs> those are my final words. And my last word will be his last treatment was not painful at all. He was laying there on the table with his Pronox relaxing. That's, that's true. I will admit that. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? Featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.